This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth. 93.7 The Ticket. It's time for Outside the Box with Lincoln Stars head coach Rocky Russo and Stars broadcaster Cristiano Simonetta on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Outside the Box. It's Tuesday, February 15th. I'm Cristiano Simonetta, the play-by-play broadcaster for the Lincoln Stars, joined alongside by the goaltending and assistant coach for the Lincoln Stars. It's not Rocky Russo. It's Art Bry. Art, what's going on? Thanks for uh, subbing in for Rocky and joining me for the next hour. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, super fired up to be back on uh, the airwaves here. Yeah, you were already on an appearance for about you know thirty something minutes. Were you a little nervous? I know you we you have a long storied playing career in front of plenty of cameras, but uh, when you get behind the mic, it's a little more uh, different than just coaching up a goalie here. Um, I definitely have had a lot of practice. I'm not good at it though. I think with all those practice reps, you, you would think you'd get more comfortable, but. Um, I still get nervous, still still have those anxious nerves a little, but it's all good. You you definitely do a great job of making me feel at ease. So. Well, thank you. I remember uh, when I interviewed you for the first time, I did a lot of research, and there's a lot of Art Bry 2015, 2016, like Clark Cup videos after games. Do you like that? Well, I mean, you were finding success in the playoffs, but if you perhaps lost a game as a goaltender and a reporter's in your face, Art, what do you think went wrong here? How did you take those interviews? Um. I think for me, it was just kind of part of it, right? You, you get to the big stage, you get to the higher levels, and, and you kind of have to answer for your play a little bit, whether it be to uh, your coaching staff or your teammates or, or even fans, right? You, you kind of have a responsibility to them. Um, but the media is no different and kind of how you manage that. Um, it's, it's hard at first, but at the same time, um, I know you're not a fan of them, but the cliches, right? Mm-hmm. You just go back to them. Uh, a lot of a lot of we talk talking about the team team efforts things of things of that nature so um, I didn't mind it uh, I, I definitely just think it's it's part of it Cristiano Simonetta with you alongside Art Bry the Stars goaltending and assistant coach Carter producer Carter what's going on we haven't had a chance to talk to you we didn't talk to you last week so we really appreciate you being patient with all of our guests but hey let's just in case the ticket listeners and stars listeners don't know who you are, give me just a little synopsis of uh, you know you perhaps going to UNL here or whatever the background is. We want to know about producer Carter. Yeah, so uh, I'm Carter Longi. I produce all the weeknight shows here from 6 p.m. on, and once in a while you might hear me on the mic doing a show if somebody can't make it in. Nice. Um, but yeah, I'm a freshman at UNL. I'm from Tawa, North Dakota. It's a little town of about a thousand people up in the northwest corner, about 60 miles from the Canadian border and 60 miles from the Montana border. So Way on up there. And then, yeah, I'm just, I guess, I already said I'm a freshman. Uh, but I'm studying sports media communications and broadcasting. Nice. And I just started here with the ticket. This is my th- beginning of my third week. So, yeah. Feeling a little more confident getting in this? Yeah, it's got, it was a little bit of a learning curve there at the beginning, especially with the stream. We still kind of have technical difficulties with that. I think uh, Big Sky, who was here before me, was about the only guy who knew how the, the stream ran completely. So we're still kind of try, trial and airing it with that. But I think we're getting it pretty close figured out here. Typical Ethan just leaving us after uh, we were just starting up. But best of luck to him uh, in Iowa. North Dakota, that's not too far from some of your playing days, huh? No, no, it's right right up the ways a little bit, yeah. How are you liking your freshman year so far? It's been going well, yeah. I enjoy all my classes. Um, working here has been fun, and it's been a great experience so far. And I'm definitely glad I ventured out and um, went, went elsewhere. It's Also, the warmth is nice as well. I know this is, I know this is uncharacteristically warm for Link, Lincoln and Nebraska still, but... 
uh, it's it's still about 30 degrees warmer here on the average day, like pretty much any day of the week. So. And what made you kind of want to go down this path of sports media and broadcasting? Um, well, initially, winding down towards the end of my junior year of high school, I always kind of envisioned myself going into something in business, you know, finance, marketing, something like that. But then COVID hit, quarantine hit, and I've always been a big sports nut. So I decided, hey, I'm just going to start my own podcast, nice. post social media posts, write blog posts, and kind of just do it for fun. And then I realized... I really, really like this, and you know, growing up, I always thought of the career as a broadcaster or a writer or anything like that would kind of unrealistic. I just didn't really think it was attainable because obviously you only see the guys on big time television. It's like, oh wait, there's like a lot of other entry level jobs that you can get and kind of work your way up. So I looked into it more, and the North Dakota colleges don't don't really have much for these kind of programs either. So that's another reason I kind of headed out. But yeah, um, that's kind of how I came about the decision to go into the business, and I'm glad I glad I made the choice. And then one last question before we stop grilling you and get to some Lincoln Stars hockey. Do you have any hockey background? Are you a fan of it? Do you like watching it? What's that about? My hockey background is pretty much non-existent. Okay, I will not lie right. at all. Yeah, I never really watched it much, and people are usually like, really, because you're from North Dakota. But mm-hmm. I think it's a, it's, a, it's a really misinterpreted fact that hockey is big in North Dakota. I think it's way bigger in Minnesota, for sure. I'll, I can definitely say that much. North Dakota, for some reason, hockey is just not as big, even though it's right by Canada, right by Minnesota. But... Yeah, never been a huge hockey guy, but I, I did go to my first star game uh, this just this past whatever. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Well, um, you're the bad luck charm clearly because yeah. we uh, <laughs> we came up short, so you're never allowed in the ice box again. But no, uh, we should definitely be able to to get you out there uh, some more. How was that first experience? I know more questions for producer Carter. You're listening to Outside the Box uh, on ninety three seven The Ticket. No, it was really fun. Um, I so again, I don't have a huge hockey background, but my brother went to school at UND. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar. They've got a pretty good hockey program yeah. there, a couple-time national champions. <laughs> um, so I went to a game, one or two games there before, and I, I am definitely a big believer that hockey is like 10 times more fun, for me anyways, that when you're there rather than like watching on TV. I just I don't ever really get into it as much on TV, but actually being in the arena is fun, and the, the Stars do a great job of like the, the in in the icebox experience like it's just it is really fun like i i give him props for that and if you guys have any questions for carter art or myself you can call 402-464-5685 the honda of lincoln hotline or text us 402-464-5685 and art you usually were cutting up some video in the beginning part of the year as an assistant coach but you were on the bench the last couple of games you were on the bench during that home game against omaha and i know you've been on the bench for third periods throughout the season but what was that like experiencing something that carter had experience too that in-game atmosphere of the ice box where everything is just magnified and intense um it was great i think that's that's definitely something that as the season has uh, been rolling along here that i've been doing more and more of so for those of you that don't know generally uh for the first two periods i am up top with the laptop in the, the crow's nest so to speak up kind of where you're at and uh, i have a game feed plugged into my laptop and, and i'm cutting the clip so if there's a shot on net we we got a key for it it clips kind of a 15 second clip there um, that way at intermissions or even after the game uh, we as a team are able to go back and kind of take a look at some certain situations some certain plays maybe some defensive breakdowns or even if we're having um, success offensively we're able to see that in real time so um, I've been fortunate enough to be getting on the bench for the third period which has been uh, an absolute awesome experience for myself I, I think that's one area of my coaching that I really have yet to develop um, I've I've obviously been coaching now for a couple years here since I stopped playing but uh, being on the bench getting involved in the game kind of seeing it from that perspective has been um, a new experience but it's been great it's been a lot of fun Um, you know Rocky and George 
uh, and Corey do a, a phenomenal job at managing that bench and and the guys also respond very very well to them so for me to be able to step in there um, you know I'd like to think we didn't skip a beat right so um, yeah it was great it's been a lot of fun and, and I really look forward to uh, getting those opportunities and you've been coaching two of the top goaltenders in the league all season long Cameron Whitehead and Caden Imberico the stars were in Sioux City on Friday night we gone to Sioux City a couple of times over the last two weeks. We've come away with victories both times. This one started off, you guys were under siege for the first nine minutes. Two goals in the first 8.55, Caden and Barrico. It could have been 6 nothing after the first period. So what was the message in the locker room after you guys were down two heading into the second period where Sioux City, they're a team that can put pucks in the back of the net. They're an intense team off the rush, and that's uh, why they're able to jump out early. Well, I think for us as a team going into that, that battle there, um, we were a little depleted. Our, line, our lineup chart was a little bit light, and we had some injuries. We had some guys, unfortunately, suspended there. So I think for us, was uh, the message was keeping it simple, right? When, it, when you try to do too much, you try to overcomplicate things. That's generally when, when you have breakdowns or you're stuck in your zone, things of that nature. So um, the message to the guys was, right, a lot of hockey left. Settle down here. We got that period out of the way. Let's just get back to playing uh, our, our type of hockey, which is fast, which is uh, transitions, which is pucks on net. Um, so so that generally was a message. And, and, and when you have a guy like Emberico in there playing like he was, especially early on in the first, um, it's very easy to look to him for some confidence, right? The guys, obviously we were under siege there, but knowing that Berkey's back there shutting the door, making some phenomenal saves for us, um, it allows the guys to just get a little bit more comfortable and, and to get things going in the right direction, which we were able to do. And how have you seen, whether it's your playing career, now coaching career, where you're watching either the Stars or opposing teams, how important is that position of goaltender when you are under siege in the first 20 minutes, you're only down 2 nothing, but then you have seen on the other side of the coin we're playing against teams that allow you know three goals in rapid succession, you could really see the momentum on that opposite bench deplete. So how important is it to really rely on that one guy who wears the largest pads and has the most responsibility? Well, I'll be honest, that was a big reason I got into it way back when I, I – I love the pressure, I, having the having the game in your hands, so to speak. So, for me as an athlete, it was something that you know I relish and I and I look forward to, and I gain some motivation, confidence from. But um, now that I'm on the coach side of things, right, you you see what it does to the entirety of your team, not just the individual in the net. Um, you see how it affects the defenseman. They play a little differently when they know you're back there. Um, forwards will take a little bit maybe some more chances or or even they'll work harder back for you because they're seeing you make some fantastic saves so from a coaching staff perspective I think uh, goaltending really is everything and 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 kudos to um, you know the management and the the staff here at, at Lincoln to understand the importance of having a goaltending coach full-time and and you know when I was able to to jump on board with the squad here um, great opportunity for myself but it also kind of shows how uh, currently, it's it's somewhat of a, a neglected position, right? You you have that guy in the net, and you you kind of just throw him into the net and say, stand there and stop the puck. And and if he if he does, you don't really like cheer for him. You just say, okay, well that's your job. And when he doesn't stop the puck, then it's like, okay, we have a big problem. So first team I think of are the Oilers, right? They're they're in some hot oh, water man. right now with their goaltending and. And they've looked everywhere else except the goaltending coach, right? Like he's still on board and they've had some pretty poor goaltending over the years. So um, it's one of those things where as a, as a sport, it's trending in the right direction, bringing guys on board to, to work with your goaltenders, both physically and mentally. And, and I'd like to think that we have a, a pretty good thing going on here in Lincoln.
You are listening to Outside the Box. Call us, text us, 402-464-5685. Cristiano Simonetta alongside Art Bry. And Art, you kind of mentioned your goaltending career. We'll not spoil the Great Clips trivia question of the week because you can win a family four-pack to a game next week, whether it's Thursday, STEM night, 6.05 p.m. puck drop, or Saturday against Sioux City, Star Wars night, February 26th. So the question of the week, which we may talk about, obviously, in segment number two, Art, you won two Clark Cup titles in the USHL. Who did Art win his first one with, and what year was that? Text us at 402-464-5685. We posted on social media, so a couple of early contestants. Carter will get me that name in segment number three. But when you're watching other goaltenders now, you're not focusing on Caden or Whitey, and you see Dashiell Oliver's goal in the third period of Friday's game, a shot from the near side goal line where you're just shaking your head and saying, you know what, I teach our guys to glue themselves right to that post, especially on a rebound. Yeah, it's 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 really fun and funny to see when other goalies aren't doing it or to see when our goalies are doing those type of things. We have a phrase here of get there, then get up in relation to how you get back and recover to that post. So, um, yeah, if you just were to slide into that post and seal the ice, guess what? That puck hits your bat. It's an easy save. But when you have, uh, you know, less attention to detail, um, you, you kind of forget that seal and pucks find their way into the net it's kind of like a little funnel there so yeah it's definitely funny to to see those type of things with with other teams and how big was that for a 16 year old kid dash oliver who hadn't been in the lineup since december 18th was really buzzing and something that i really noticed from him the kid out of indiana is his physicality i mean he stands about what five foot nine the first two periods he throws two huge reverse hits sioux city definitely circled him on the line chart and said all right let's get to this kid physically let's knock him off his game but he had some other ideas and that really opened some eyes yeah dash um he is an absolute treat when he is in town um obviously he he takes off here and there and we we want him back here down our stretch but um for being such a young kid you know he takes his off ice training incredibly seriously um he takes his on ice training incredibly seriously so to see that physicality and to to just know him as a person and how much effort he puts into his weight training and his nutrition and things of that nature um it's not surprising it's really not and and you saw the the confidence that he has and his skating is is great he flies around he's not afraid to throw pucks on the net he's not afraid to throw pucks on the net and go pick up his own rebound and throw him on the net again clearly so to see him pop that one um everyone on the bench was super super fired up for him and and you should have seen the smile on the kid's face when he gets back to our bench right so he loves the game. He plays with a lot of passion, and he, and he takes his craft really seriously, though. So to see the success that he has when he is in town, it's it's no surprise. Uh, we we have a, Carter? Yeah, yeah, we have a question off the text line for Art here. Perfect. Um, toughest USHL place to play, obviously, other than the icebox? It's a great oh. question. Thank you, this Carter. This is a good question because I'm sure they know the answer. Um, probably it is the icebox for sure. Um, I, I remember I, I've told Cristiano this story. My one of my first real road road weekends in the USHL, my my rookie year, and we had a pit stop in Lincoln. And I remember standing on that on that blue line and with the star coming down and ACDC playing and the light show. And man, I was freaking out. <laughs> I was freaking out. And then literally, literally five minutes in, I couldn't tell you who, but they they walk inside the blue line and, and just lean into a slap shot. And it, it came on me so quick. It just hit my head, hit the top of my head, and actually cracked my helmet and left a huge welt, which 
you would think happens often, but as a goaltender, it never happens. Like your, your equipment protects you really, really well. So after that, I, I looked around and the, the place is losing it. Um, and then that's when, when the stars had Mike McKee and Jackson Tykrobe and they were a tough squad. So, um, definitely, definitely, uh, the ice box is up there. And then I, I would have to say, uh, Waterloo's, Younger, Waterloo's yeah, yeah. a tough place to play when they're, when they're sold out and they're screaming and they're yelling, they got their cowbells. Um, and then you pair that with the Olympic sheet. So the game happens just a little bit faster. Um, yeah, so so I would say the icebox first and foremost, but Waterloo's right behind there. And you could join the text line, 402-464-5685. More questions for Art, myself, or Carter. You're listening to Outside the Box. Still talking about Lincoln's last weekend. Big, big win over Sioux City, and we couldn't even be talking about it, if not mentioning Caden Barico. 36 saves, 38 shots against. He's just so dialed in. There were so many opportunities off the rush in the first couple periods for Sioux City, and he just stared them down, had so much confidence. And in the third period, the Stars finally get a lead. They get one goal from Dash. They get another from Luke Johnson, who had two power play goals on Friday. And it's number 30. Time and time again, late in the game, he came up with some big saves. What was your uh, conversation with him like after that performance? Because since he came back from the World Juniors, abruptly ending to two early he has just been a different goaltender but more so the goaltender that he just is yeah yeah absolutely um we we sat down today and we actually did our video so every week we'll we'll go through the shots we'll go through our game clips and we we have different teaching points and and we'll kind of design maybe some drills for that week to work on some things so when we actually sit down and we break down that game film um he was really really good um, and I'm, I'm not just saying that, but when, when Caden's on his game, you know, he, he is so strong on his, on his skates, right. And, and we all know those skates are really, really thin. So, um, when he's flying out, flying across his crease out there, he's moving on his feet, he's tracking pucks into his hands. Um, he's, he's an athlete first, right. And when you see him doing those things and tying them all together, you know, he's on his game. Um, and you pair that with, uh, with, a really crazy work ethic like I know a lot of goalies that work really hard one of my one of my good buddies Colin Delia plays for Chicago in the NHL and and Caden's work ethic is up there with his right so he so he has the NHL mentality of of putting in the work paying attention to the detail um, sticking to the process so to see the success that he's had in the, the past couple weeks here since he's gotten back I'm not surprised um, and you know, it's a, it's a tough situation for him to, to realize that goal of getting to world juniors and then for it to kind of be taken away like that, you know, it could have gone one of two ways. It kind of could have crumbled him and, you know, he could have been upset from it, but he used it as motivation. Um, and he's able to use that moving forward and he's carried that with him into his play here in Lincoln. So, um, he, he, he deserves all the success that he's having and he's worked incredibly hard for it. And then you have a goaltender like Cameron Whitehead, who you came in the summer, Art, you were hired in the summer uh, after the ownership change in around June. You get brought in to Lincoln Stars camp, and Cameron Whitehead is this 10th round pick, played in the NCDC last year with the Utica Junior Comets. I personally didn't know a lot about him. I was in the draft room, and I knew Billy Puglisi and company wanted him, so they selected him, I think, 146 overall. And as soon as camp began, I think I remember me and you having a quick conversation. It just he really stood out and he showed a lot of good things. So what was your first impression on number 39? It's funny. Um, 
my first impression of him was kind of my first day on the job. So I get yep. here and, and, you know, everyone's looking to me to kind of be the goalie guy and give some evaluations and things of that nature. So I was ready to go with my notepad. I was watching every goalie. I'm taking far too many notes. I'm, I'm watching attentively. And Cam's first game, I think he had like five shots on net. Like he didn't really have very many shots on net. So I was like, okay, so I, I can see his movement. I can see kind of how he follows the play, things of that nature. But I really wasn't getting a – a taste of what he had to offer. So I actually had to wait till day number two to kind of get a, get a glimpse into what he can offer. And, and with someone like Cam, um, you had mentioned he came from the NCDC last year, right? So really not a league that, you know, is, is, is incredibly talented. Um, it has talent. That's, that's, I'm not saying it doesn't, but um, he has the size, right? And that's a big thing that he has to his advantage is he's six, three, but, um, his his reach is a lot longer than that like his arms are really long and then you pair that with his his flexibility he's like gumby out there right he's he's all over the place he seals the ice incredibly well when he does go down to his knees so um you you see those intangibles right and and i remember talking with billy our our assistant gm and billy loves him billy really has, has done his homework on him and i trust billy right um, and I was fortunate enough to meet a couple other scouts for different teams there. And the, uh, the NHL scouts that I talked to, um, they were high up on him as well. And it had to do kind of with his reach and his size and his skating ability. So, um, yeah, I definitely think that as the months have gone along here, we've been progressing. Cam just, he's like a fine wine. He just keeps getting better and better. Obviously we're working on a lot of things to, to add to his game, but, um, He's incredibly coachable. He works incredibly hard, and, and he's another kid who who just loves being in the net and just loves loves the boys and just loves playing hockey. You're listening to Outside the Box on 93.7 The Ticket. Cristiano Simonetta alongside Stars assistant and goalie coach Art Bry. What was that like for you? I've talked to Cam about this, but after that first start against Cedar Rapids in Pittsburgh, that big showcase where there's so many scouts, colleges, NHL scouts. Whitey wasn't even uh, committed to a college at that point. And when he had that big start where it was 29 out of 30 against Cedar Rapids, allows a power play goal in overtime against, that was his only blemish. He got so many calls and so many meetings. What was that like for you being the goalie coach, the guru per se of the Lincoln Stars in only your first couple of months on the job there? Um, a big reason why I decided to get into this was this uh, service of others, right? My, my background is sports psychology, and I got into that because I wanted to help athletes. I wanted to help people with their performance. So for me to kind of be a part of that experience with Cam, right, because that's, that's his experience that he got to live, um, to see the sheer excitement and joy and happiness that he expressed. I remember after that game, um, he, he was talking to a bunch of scouts, and we had a moment where it was just me and him kind of left, left back in the locker room, and, and I told him just to sit there and kind of just soak it in. Like, be very mindful of the moment, right? Take those mental snapshots. Realize what you had just went through. And, and his smile, when I say for, it was from ear to ear, like, I mean it. Like, his pearly whites were showing. He was just, he was giddy like a school child, right? So, <laughs> so to be part of that and to see someone who, right, like, because I haven't, I haven't worked with him up until that point, but I know he's put in the hours, with his with his other coaches and his trainer and the times at the rink when no one else is there and he's he's doing his thing um so for me to kind of be on the outcome aspect of that to where he finally 
had that game and he finally gets the attention and he's finally talking to schools. Um, it's a big reason why I got into this just to, just to share and, and be a very, 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 very small part in someone's success, helping them in any way that I can. So, um, to say I live vicariously through, through our two guys is, is an understatement, but, um, yeah, I just, I just want to help really these guys any way that I can. And how essential is that little part? I like how you said that little, cause you don't want to be everything as that voice in the kid's ear because goaltenders, as you know, I mean, they can either take things as you mentioned earlier, the right way or the wrong way. And I think I forget which NHL goaltender said this outstanding quote, but it was like normal people at their jobs, they make a mistake and nobody really knows about it. Uh, but as a goaltender, you make a mistake and you have a red light flashing behind you and there's 20,000 screaming fans. It's a little bit different. We'll break down your position once again when we come back from break. You're listening to Outside the Box on 93.7 The Ticket.